This session of ADHD contains graphic descriptions of violence, gore, or sexual themes. Listener discretion is advised. And as always, we hope you enjoy. Welcome to Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons, a.k.a. ADHD and D, an experimental and real-play tabletop podcast that uses D&D 5e to tell a story and mess around a bit. We are calling it experimental because we will be using homebrewed subclasses and roles wherever we feel like it. And we'll be trying out different stuff as we see fit. We will decide whether or not it's useful, works, or maybe it just is crap and we'll have to scrap the entire idea. My name's Orion. I am the DM. I'm going to introduce you to my players now. First off is Brett. He plays Theron, a elven rogue. Theron is going to sneak into the tent and reload a crossbow. Next up, we have Jackie. They play Haskell, a tiefling rogue. Yep, yep, I am. I'm going to detonate. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. Next up, we have Carson, who plays a paladin named Gideon. Yes, it's hopeless for you, but fight to your deaths. It's how it ends either way. Now that you've met all of my players, we can get on to the podcast. Catmaster Ryan. <laughs> 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 Gotta add the fart at the end, otherwise it's not real scatting, you know? That survival roll was a seven, Ryan. Is it really? Oh, that works. Okay, mm-hmm. hey, I am... Uh, I'm starting to record now. Alright. I am starting to record now as well. Watching my vocals across the screen. Bop, 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 bop. I, I guess Hello. I could get the preamble done while Brett's not here. So tonight's session, we're starting off in the middle of two text-based adventures that are happening on the Discord right now. Um, so the Dream Team kind of have been exploring the city and stealing their way through all the houses. And then Gideon went and found a bounty hunting group and decided to join them. Um, and then he left Theron and Haskell a note, letting them know, hey, I'm, I'm going to the marshes for a little bit. I'll see you guys later. So Haskell and East basically talked Theron into going into the marshes because he didn't want to go. And now you guys are hunting down Gideon. You had a fight with a crocodile and Gideon helped the bounty hunters take out a few random lizard folk and bullywogs and then healed one of the bounty hunters. Now we're kind of we're kind of nearing the end of this. Was that was that a long rest that we took when yes, we camped out? Rest. Quick question. Mm-hmm. I know I already healed once. Can I heal again? Uh not with the healing kit. Okay. You could use a healing surge, but I feel like that would be kind of a waste because I don't think you took that much more damage and I think I am, uh, hold on, because it was 12 initially. It was 12 initially, you healed 7, so you should have 5 HP missing, and that's it. Uh, okay, yeah. I was just minorly concerned that we would get in another fight. You might. I, I don't know. Spoilers. <laughs> but at the same- also, sorry. I, uh, Definitely. Bear in mind that it's really like a tertiary aspect of of his class but Gideon does have some healing he can toss her away in the middle of combat too if if things get dicey awesome yeah paladins have like at least a little bit of minor healing that he can as a class feature I've got 
I, I can heal something I can touch uh, for up to five times my paladin level oh. per. I can't remember if it's a long or a short rest, but even beyond that, I've got a handful of spell slots. Um, typically, I, I'll use them to maximize my damage, but I can also throw out a cure wounds if I need to. Nice. Sorry, I'm reading up on healing surges. I was not aware that we had this. Yep. I'm I'm sure that you explained it at some point, but my memory is awful, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> I only have a channel that says need to know and house roles in the information know, terminal that has stuff. Listen. <laughs> I have I'm gonna have to like read it every single day in order to retain all the information. So we're we can get this started then. Um so this will be the first time we've actually integrated text-based adventures into the audio setup that we have going. So basically it means if you can't read the text-based adventures, you, you it's not like it's going to be that much you're missing out on. It's, how oh, do I say it? It's a fun time, but it's not necessary for this. I wanted to set it up so that way it would be an adventure you guys could go on that we're jumping into the middle of without any sort of audio setup. But... Still easy listening, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be the weird thing about the way we're combining text-based and audio with a podcast, because it's going to—it's just going to be an interesting time. I think we should probably try to keep this kind of thing to a minimum, don't you? Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying—I'm trying it out this time because I thought it would be fun to do. Otherwise, I would have had you yeah, guys. Yeah. I would have definitely had put a lot more effort into finishing up those stories. Mm -hmm. Instead, we're gonna. We're going to do this and we're going to see what happens. Um, so I had you all roll survival rolls, and that wasn't exactly to see how well you did through the marshlands. It is it's kind of a, a timing thing. I wanted to see how quickly each group would move so that way I could figure out when you would run into each other. Oh, cool. So so Gideon rolled a seven <laughs> and Theron rolled an 18. We're going to start this out with Gideon. Your group has moved to the marshlands hunting this uh, this bounty, which is a family group of murderers and just overall bad people. Kind of like a little clan that does this type of work. You guys are hunting them down in the marshlands east of Durga. Uh, God, I have to say these NPCs' names that I've just been typing out, don't I? Um, <laughs> Well, Thrand. Thrand is easy. Magog is a bad Galith or Galith. I'm trying to Galith. Galith is going to be his name. It's going to be Galith. Galith. It's not Galith. I figured it was Galith. Galith. Uh, Galith, Thrand, and Magog are the three NPCs bounty hunters that have been with you, Gideon. Uh, um, Galith is a hill dwarf female with long, wavy red hair. Um, oh, wait, wait, did Thrand. I just call? Thrand. Rand is a female hill dwarf with long, wavy red hair. Uh, she's been a bounty hunter for a few years. Magog is a gold-scaled dragonborn. Him and Thrand have been working together for quite a while. And then Galith is a bronze-skinned high elf who is new to the group, as in joined in the last year. So not like super new, but new enough to be picked on. And those three are traveling with Gideon. And then traveling with Theron and Haas is their main rogues guild contact, Is, who is a very small kobold sniper, basically, is what we'll call her. <laughs> so calling her Ise. <laughs> She's got reddish-brown scales and green eyes, is super skinny, and only about two foot six, weighs about 27 pounds. She is a rogue and a gun mage. 
So she's a couple homebrewed subclasses, basically. A Deadeye Rogue. And she's traveling with you guys with her. Right and now. she's amazing. She is pretty badass. I'm going to kill Theron and take her over. She's going <laughs> to join the party. Yeah, she's mine. So if you kill Theron, I'm going to put Magog in. Uh- <laughs> All right, I'll keep Theron alive. So Galeth has signaled you, Gideon, and the rest of the group that, that you guys have come along and found the the camp of this bounty family. And he stops you guys on the edge of like a marsh area that's covered thick with trees and brush. I think it's like a thicket. There's really no way to know for sure. Um, and from where you are, you bought this kind of high-rise flat... Uh, how do I want to... It's like a flat, flat, dry land that's raised up a few feet above all the marshlands. And it seems to be very solid. And there's uh, half a dozen tents and like a fire. There's a few people moving about it. There's somebody skidding like a, a deer off to one side. And it seems like they're pretty comfortable and do not realize you are here right now. How far away? Um, eh, We'll say 60 feet through kind of wet wetland still. It's... Bushy and trees, but you can still see their camp. So you'd have to sneak up on it, basically, because they'd probably get a good spot on you if you don't. Um, but because, from, of, go ahead. From ev- go. from every direction, is it is it all marshy? Is it going to be a noisy approach from from every direction, or does there appear to be, uh, you know, uh, how are, is there are there a lot of trees around us? Um, there's a lot of trees. There's a lot of brush. Um, you could get through, but it's definitely going to be wet ground that you're walking through. You do see a almost like a bridge that goes from this island to another dry spot. And there's one there's one person sitting over by that, just kind of keeping an eye on it. It seems to be the only clear path to their island. And can we see, do, do you want me to roll like perception to see if I can figure out how many people I can, I can just see from where we're at. Yeah. Real perception. It's a 14. So you see one person sitting by the bridge. You see another person skinning the deer. Like I mentioned, there's you spot th- three other people moving around the camp. Just, going about their normal business. It looks like one of them might be like sharp, like cooking. This um, dry land that they've built this, uh, these tents and everything on, is it like, like a wooden platform on stilts or have they actually like built up a mound of earth and flattened it out and everything? looks like they've built up like a mound of earth. Okay. Are we, is Gideon's traveling group, are we all kind of gathered to where we could speak in, you know, low voices to one another. Yeah, Gala kind of guided you all right to the spot where it's heavy brush. You wouldn't be seeing the four of you are all peeking out over this brush at this camp right now. Hmm. With um, with what we can see from here, I'd actually like our odds, but I don't. I think we have to expect at least a few more in those tents. I'm uh. I'm worried I won't be able to make a quiet approach through the marsh in my armor. Galeth nods and goes, yes, I don't think the three of you could approach quietly no matter what at this point. What are we thinking? What, what, uh, do, we, do we want to try to catch them by surprise from a distance? Do we want to attack outright? Does anybody have any ideas? Brett, you're playing Magog. Okay. 
Oh God, I don't have a voice for him. Thank uh, you ahead of time. I'm not. I'm not burning it. I'm not burning a character voice on this NPC though. He can just have my voice. I think I dealt the broke his best here with how outnumbered we are. Brand nods, and she kind of just looks around and goes, "Delty is best, but how are we going to get there?" Gideon hefts his javelins and says, um, I, I can actually take a shot from here. I'm assuming, Galeth, that you could um, start dealing some damage from back here as well. Oh, yes. I could definitely hit a few bodies if need be. I do that, too. And uh, Magog is standing like fire dances around between his fingers. Thrand, like, shrugs and says, I, I can't do anything from here. Well, if they have to come looking for us, well, if you stay hidden well enough, perhaps you might be able to catch one as they come by you. Yeah, that might be the best way to do this. At this point, what's Gideon's passive perception? <laughs> 13. Uh, at this point, you kind of hear some noises in the brush behind you. It's quiet, but it's almost like something's coming up behind you. Uh, as Gideon whips, whips around with his spear up over his shoulder, ready to throw it. And as you do that, with his javelin, rather. You see Haas and Theron with a small kobold you've never seen before step out of the woods. <laughs> Theron looks a little muddy, and he looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> Gideon is grinning broadly. <laughs> he turns around to the rest of the group and lowers his javelin and says, Easy, I, I know this a lot. <laughs> Theron, he barks a laugh. <sighs> is this what you look like after you've put in an honest day's work? I have to say, it looks good on you. Well, agree to disagree there, Gideon. This, um, I'm afraid these clothes are ruined. Yes, well, we'll have to get you. Some, we'll have to get you some new clothes, then, I suppose. Yes, it's fine. We're going to take it out of Haskell's cut. Hey, now. Hey, I never said that. Gideon quirks an eyebrow. Haskell's cut, huh? Well, okay. Yes, we came uh, to help. Oh, you found you found my note. How did yes. how in the world did you find us out here? Oh, well, we had some help. Haskell looks over at Isay. Yeah, it was mostly me. Uh, li- we had a little help. It was it was mostly me. Sprinkle of Haas, and uh, mostly me. Uh, he's, he's hooked. He walks up to you, Gideon, holds out a hand. How you doing? I'm East. Uh, Gideon, I think, kind of crouches to a knee and, and, and returns the handshake. He's the loud he, one I was telling you about, East. East, it's a, a, a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for, uh, well, I imagine Haskell probably pulled their own weight, but thank you for taking care of that one. No problem. He's been a handful, but I can handle it. Back. Um, Did we miss any fun? But. Gideon turns around and gestures to each member of the group. This is uh, Thran, Magog, and Galeth. Um, we're out here just hunting a bounty. We actually believe we may have uh, uh, found our, our quarry here. Gideon gestures to the encampment up ahead. Ah, well, I see. Uh, stealth may be a better option uh, now, now that these have joined Always. us. Uh, their forte. Uh, perhaps if we can get as close as possible to engage um, whenever, well... The fuse is lit. That'll give us every advantage. So where's where's the uh, entrance to the, the encampment that you were saying is guarded? Like From where you're standing, it's to the, like, if north is facing straight to the camp, east is to the right. So it's to the east, basically. Um, so, and we're coming from the east, so it's on the other side of the encampment from where we are. Okay, let's, <laughs> sorry, that was my bad. Uh, you are coming from the west. Uh, Durga is to the west of it. We are we are moving east with Durga to the west of us, correct? Yes. And yes. and this and is this encampment basically due east of Durga? It's a little bit northeast, but it is fairly due. We're approaching it from the 
Southwest side ish. Yes. And, and this, and, go ahead, and, this and this bridge is basically the South side of the camp. So you're kind of, you're about 60 feet away from the bridge. And it's a little bit South of where you are. How uh, tall is this like plateau that they're on? It's about three feet above water level. So like you couldn't just walk right up to it. You'd have to kind of pull yourself onto it as if it was a, oh, I don't know, like a table that you wanted to lay on. I gotcha. Can I kind of like scan the area and see if there's another easy way that we could quietly get up there without taking the bridge? Roll perception. 14. Just all about matching Gideon's rolls tonight. Um, I would say you, you don't really see another way. Um, that isn't through maybe some water and mud. And does this water. count as casing a joint? <clears throat> it does, I would not count this as casing a joint. No. Damn. <laughs> I like the attempted alley-oop there, though, Carson. Well, that was my item. <laughs> I got all the ideas from you, so... Um. Well, I borrowed all of my ideas from video games and fiction, so That's they're so not my, they're, they're not mine either. But uh. And fishing? <laughs> Fiction. 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 That makes way more sense. Okay. I don't know. There's I a thought lot you of lived fishing. some weird double off that I didn't know about. That was his favorite part of uh, Oregon Trail was the fishing. I preferred the hunting. <laughs> uh, I, I I also liked the the hunting, but the best part of Oregon Trail is certainly caulking the wagon and and floating and taking that chance. But sure, uh, usually what <laughs> I liked dying of dysentery myself, but to each his own. I was, I was a cholera person, anyway. Um, Young Jackie over there is like, "What's Oregon Trail?" Yeah, like, all right, Oregon listen, Trail? you old fogies. <laughs> no, I Oregon Trail is. I never played They're it, like, but I know what it is. They, <laughs> They're like, were y'all actually alive during the Westward expansion? <laughs> all right, moving on. So you have a campsite across sixty feet of wet, muddy, airy water, basically. Um, with brush and trees. You have a little bridge that you could come across, but it's going to be, like, right out in front of all of them. Uh, Hoskell, do you still have your, um, your lighter? <laughs> I always have my lighter. Uh, good to know. Um, I, I, I hope he hasn't been too much trouble while y'all have been, well, doing what you do. Um. Are you talking about <clears throat> me again? I'm sorry, it's, it's rude to speak, speak about you as if you aren't here. <laughs> yes, I'm, 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 I'm talking about you. Uh, Vosh, why? What? <laughs> Me trouble? Uh, I've. Uh, I'm too tired to think of something. So I, I think attacking from a distance is probably still our our best play. But perhaps from the the front entrance to draw some of them out, and then the sneakier members of our party can perhaps attack from the side or from behind and uh, create a distraction by lighting some of these tents on fire. Perhaps Gideon looks at Haskell and just kind of grins. Pascal flips out their butane and lights it with a smile. And then once we, uh, I, I, there are enough of us. I, I think once the fighting starts in earnest, after we've picked a couple off from a distance, that the odds will fall in our favor. Sounds good to me. Eating popcorn while doing this is not a smart idea, guys. Just so you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like drying out my throat. I'm gonna. Oh, I gotta go. And my whispers, Orion. Okay. Why do you always sound so far away? I think it's this mic. I think sometimes it falls down and I, like I'm not talking directly into it. Oh, uh, okay. But that's just a random assumption. Oh, for sure they would. Oh, for sure. Amazing. Beautiful. We love it. I'm ready to cause so much damage. So are these four bandits just the bandits that we can see? Yes. Okay. 
I'm not going to add in the true amount where you guys can see on the app. Aw, not? I think I've got a pretty good idea in my head. All right, so then you at. just steer Haskell in the direction, do whatever you want. How sneaky are you, Ace? I guess it's I guess it's best to have you cover us from a distance. Uh, She's not bad. I've been training her. <laughs> she she chuckles and goes. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Before before you retort, you said you were my protege. You said it with your own mouth. That's not what I said. Um, you did. You said it, Haas. She said it. Haas, did I say it? I do remember the word protege being thrown around. Who I said it? I, I don't know. I'm and pretty sure said, it was me saying. I that. like the sound of that. <sighs> it happened. I am at least anyway. as sneaky as Haskell and Theron. We'll just Good say enough. that. Gideon, she's pretty close. Are you? She's, is is Theron standing close. beside me so he can deliver this whispered <laughs> quip? Yes. She's she's gonna she's gonna be real good when she grows up. <laughs> she grows up. <laughs> but shh, 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 just be supportive. Gideon Gideon puts a single finger to his lips. Probably <laughs> sneakier than me. Winks at Gideon. She rolls her eyes and then moves over to like a larger tree that's a little bit back and goes, "I'm gonna sit here, and if you guys need help, I'll help you. If Theron needs help, well, he can deal with it himself." And she Oof. she cl- she starts to climb the tree up. No need to pout. No one likes a powder in the group, right? Uh, so I, th- I, I think confusion. Um, Jackie, I, sorry, I'll let you. Well, I was just going to say, I sent a image of the area uh, in the I chat. see that. Is that supposed to say party or is that party? It's party. My pen started messing up, so I'm like trying to scratch it into the stupid... <laughs> It's where they have their collection of porta potties for this encampment. That's where they. It's where they go to relieve themselves. That's what I thought. Okay, cool. Don't go over the, there. The one in the middle says bridge. <laughs> I mean. So and that says sixty feet, not golfed. I assume. Galith, east. Uh, if, if the two of you um, could fire from the east and the west, so as to confuse. Our our prey here. Um, I and last. She calls down from the tree quietly. No, she sends it as message. Sorry, she has the message spell. She sends it into <laughs> your mind. I've got the tree. The west or the tree? Both. <laughs> the tree and the west. I, I can respond with the message cantrip, right? I'm allowed, right? Yes, you can. <laughs> Understood. Um, Galith, if you don't mind setting up in the <clears throat> to the east of the camp and and firing in whenever you get the opportunity. Um, all, Magog, all right. Magog Thrand will approach from the south via the bridge. I'll I'll initiate uh, contact with with my javelins from a distance. Magog, you can cause whatever havoc you want, and Koskel Theron, if if you two want to approach from the north as quietly as you can and, and cause a bit of mischief, set a fire or two. Um, I think that'll uh, that'll just about cover us. Sounds good. Uh, I, I would I would like for Gideon to circle fairly well south, like approach from like a hundred feet south. Yeah, See, once he's about sixty feet away, I would like to throw a javelin at the the bridge scout. Okay, so we have initiative order in the app. So Magog, God help you! You've got like ten people to control there during this. <laughs> Brett, you're rolling for Magog, just so I don't have to. Can do. And you have his character sheet, so. Yeah, I got it um, pulled up. Can y'all hear my air conditioner? No. Nope. It's it's so loud. It's terrible. Okay, so now I think it, it might be loud because Orion said no. <laughs> Jackie said no, so you know you can trust them. Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a burden to place on your shoulders, Jackie, to have you be. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I 
the one honest person in the party. I could use that. All right. Now that we are set up, I've written out everybody in the direction they went. I need. I could use that. Right. That was a light burner for me. <laughs> wow. Us, Theron, and Galeth are all rolling stealth rolls. Yeah. I'm not going to make Magog, Gideon, or Thran roll because you're you're heading far enough south and then coming up. So. All right. My stealth rolls. Is, I have a 17. This is just something to bear in mind for the group. I am aware of heavy armor, right? So if we're like attacked where we're when we're camped and I don't have my heavy armor on, it takes me one full minute or 10 rounds of combat to yep. don oh heavy armor. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have tried to be explicitly clear about the fact that Gideon is at rest in his armor. Wow. When they're on the road, because I, I guess it's a little bit of metagaming, but I also feel like it's pretty easily explained in universe in that these people, he's a trained soldier. He he's would know how soldier. long it takes him to get his armor on. Yeah. He doesn't want to be caught, you know, flat footed. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. East is first in the order. East does nothing. She's going to hold her turn because she is waiting to see what happens with Gideon and all that. Magog. So we're going to say that this, we're going to, st- I guess what we'll say is we'll start the order where you guys come in sight of the person at the bridge. So I was, hope- I was wait, hoping what? to start with a bonus round of ranged attacks. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm kind of saying right now. The only problem, well, here's what I'll say. Everybody gets into position. Uh, Haskell, Theron, and Galeth head north and around, and then Haskell and Theron kind of stop where they're ready, and Galeth keeps moving pretty quickly. Um, Gideon, Magog, and Thrand all move straight south and then kind of cut east a little bit and then head back up north to kind of keep themselves from being spotted too easily. Uh, the bandits are kind of going about their business and everything as you all get start heading into position. And then one of the bandits like heads perks up and looks to the east and he calls out something. And then you see two bandits and a, a dog that you didn't spot stand up and move to the east of the island and start like kind of gesturing and they take out two crossbows and like point them to the east. That's not Theron and Haskell's group, is it? No, Galeth rolled an eight on seven. Okay. And and he's in a different so, group than us, right? He is by himself he, to the east. He, okay. He's he's alone to the okay. east. So right now, all the bandits are kind of looking to the east. The one at the bridge is looking to the east because they all spotted that. Mm. So now we're going to go with it's going to be real quick. It will be Magog, Gideon and Thran because they do not spot you. Well, how do I want to do this? This is so much to fucking control. Um, (laughs) Feel like top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to decide like. And I mean that map wise top to bottom. Top to bottom and left to right as it pertains to top We could just like play by initiative. Like, well, I'm going by initiative. Oh. That's what I was thinking, top to bottom. Top to bottom okay. initiative-wise. Right. So East ready to an action, basically, depending on what Gideon does. Is that right? Well, because of the whole Gala thing, I'm trying to decide if she would take her action or if she would still wait. <sighs> Try to get into too many minds at once. This is when my split personality also comes out. Next thing you guys know is I'm, I'm the Joker. Um... <laughs> Issa is going to hold her turn. So it's going to be Magog. So Magog, Gideon, and Thrand have all moved into this one section. Like, they're about, you're about 60 feet away from the guy on the bridge. He's not looking towards you, though. And none of the bandits are looking your way at this moment. So, Magog, what are you going to do? Uh, they're not looking at me. 
You're 60 feet away. They are not looking. I'm how far away? 60. But they see Galeth. I'm going to I'm gonna shoot Chaos Bolt at the one that sees, at the one that shouted out. Okay. So make that ranged attack. 11. All right. So that misses. Yeah. Your, your Chaos Bolt flies by and just like, just as they're looking toward these other people, that flies by them. Um, one of the bandits looking toward Galeth actually raises their crossbow and shoots it toward him real quick. Roll that. Should have used mage armor. <laughs> Oops, I accidentally did 3d20 instead of 20, a d20 plus 3, so that doesn't make sense. Uh, he rolls an 11, which does not hit, and then it's Galeth's turn. This is going to be me rolling all my own dice. Uh, yep. I might have to like start going group combat more than anything. Okay, so you see one of the bandits shoot a crossbow bolt straight at Galeth and it misses. You can't really see Galeth where, from where you are, but you do see it miss. And then you see an arrow fly straight into that guy's shoulder and hits him real quick. And then the next bandit over there that was looking fires his crossbow and hits Galeth. Has so much HP to keep up with. He does two damage to Galeth. At least the app, the rolling app, actually makes it really stinking easy. Good. Okay. Um, that's uh, everybody up to Haskell and Theron, basically. Uh, are you two going to do anything when you see all this happening? Yes. Well, I guess okay. so. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Haskell has loaded their repeater crossbow with three detonating arrows. So is there so where are the bandits in relation to the tents? Uh the two bandits fighting or shooting at Galeth and their mastiff are actually into the marsh a little bit from the island, so not near the tents. Mm -hmm. The other there's at least two that uh Gideon spotted that are around the tents. Okay. Um actually sh shoot it. Okay. Make a ranged attack. Fourteen? Yeah, that will be yeah. okay. Um, okay, yeah, so that hits the that hits the tent. And what is this uh what does the arrow do? Uh well, I mean they're gonna use it as a bonus action. They use their bonus action to uh detonate it, and uh I'm assuming it will set the tent on fire, but target within five feet has to do a save a dex save. I believe well, it's dex, dex, yeah. Code. Uh, DC 10. Okay. And then I will roll for damage, which is <laughs> one. <laughs> Don't you hate that? That's so awful. <laughs> noise. That's so noise. Um, That's how we do it over here. <laughs> Y'all want to use non-lethal exploding crossbow bolt damage? <laughs> Basically. It's I not, just want to scare them. Yeah, it's hard to do when you roll a one. It's essentially a firework. <laughs> uh, the it explodes, and like the tent must have muffled the explosion a little bit because you don't really see it going up in flames yet or anything. The tent shakes a little bit, and it's like, oh, well, that it was, was a dud. That was kind of a dud. Damn it. That was a dud. <laughs> uh, is there anyone I can get to, like move and? Um, probably not in this turn. Okay, then I'm going to, uh, I guess fire my hand crossbow at the closest person. Yeah, I think that would be one of the guys in the island, and oh. so you fire hand crossbow. 25 to hit. I'm going to guess that probably hits. If it doesn't, we're running. Metagame be damned. 
that what was that again? Sorry, my app stopped working, so now I'm not even in the table that you guys are in. So I'm trying to figure out if I can get on. It is a 25 to hit. So now I'm gonna roll the damage. Yeah, definitely. Those poor bandits who rolled six damage to us somehow. Okay, so you hit the guy six damage. Uh, it goes like right through their chest, but they're still standing somehow. <clears throat> so who did he attack? The same guy that uh, Galith had already hit. Uh, I'm saying he hit. He aimed at one of the people in the camp itself because the people Understood. moving toward yeah. Galith are a little bit further away. Um, and I did say the closest person. Yeah, he did say the closest person. Oh, uh, then I guess I will cunning action hot. Can one of you guys send me a screenshot of the the chat the the dice roller because I cannot get back onto it. And I, you you need you need initiative order. Yeah, basically. Edit it's your way. You. Well, now you got it twice. That's fine with me. All right, I'm bonus action, cunning action, hide. And God, it's a thirteen. I'm not using another grit die. I'll just okay. take it. That's higher than their passive perception, so that's what I'm going off right now. Do you want to move like up onto the platform and hide somewhere in the camp, or are you hiding in the nope. marsh? Yeah, I'm going to stay crossbow range. Hiding in the marsh. Yep. Okay. Hoopa! Uh, Hoopa Ale Ring! Um, I'm like really quickly writing down every... This pen doesn't work either! Come on, you motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe it's just this part of the page, because it works on the other part of the page. What the Fuck it, I'm just going to go off the image. All right, um, I'm not even going to write this shit down. Everything's going to be from my mind. Better this way anyways. Gideon, it is your turn. Gideon is going to move his 30 feet towards the people who are attacking Galeth, but he's also going to throw a javelin, you know, in like mid-stride as he's running towards them. Yeah, okay, roll that bean footage. 18. Nice, that definitely hits. So roll that damage. Uh, to be clear, I want to attack the one that Galeth has hit with his arrow. Okay, yeah, that's fine. For a maximum of nine damage. Okay. He goes down to the marsh dead, so that's one down. Oh, my God. And it's... Of course, the app would do this. And now it's Theron's turn. Now it's Thran's turn. And Thrand... uh, Thrand dashes toward the guy at the bridge and gets right up on him. But that takes her entire turn, so that's it. Next up is... Another bandit, and then another bandit. So I'm going to roll those. Brett, Hades is on sale on the Switch right now. Oh, God, I'd have to start all over. So the bre- the bandit that Thran just ran up to on the on the the by the bridge turns and immediately strikes her with his sword. Suck it, Thran. Doing it. Suck it, Thran. You're going to die a second. Like, damage sponge. And she takes six damage. Better than us. <laughs> Theron thinks quietly to himself. Then the next bandit comes out of the tents heading south toward Thrand as well and misses her since she's the only one up there. Uh, and then we're back at the top of the order. So we're at East. Oh, East. Oh, that's going to be fun. East is hidden in a tree. And nice. Suddenly, you all hear a lar- loud crack of thunder. And the guard that struck Thrand goes just basically kind of explodes a little bit. His head <laughs> explodes all around over Thran, and he falls into the marshland. Oh, yuck. And then and it's silence like, from that side. So that's, <laughs> that is gotta, I love it. Pascal silently um, throws a fist in the air. Gideon very loudly bellows in contrast. Come face your judgment! Terrifying. Everyone's so dramatic. Oh. <laughs> Magog, it's your turn. Uh, I forgot he existed. Um, 
Let's do mage armor. Is that our action? Probably. I think so. So he's gonna he's gonna cast mage armor, and his turn's over. Does he move? Uh, yeah, he'll move uh, up to Galeth if he can reach him. No, he can't. Reach he's Galeth gonna because Galeth's he's... far away. You're closer to Gideon and Thrand. Uh, I guess he'll move there then. Okay. Whoa! What just happened? Thirteen plus. It just let me back in the session. <laughs> And it just deleted all the NPCs and everything I had. So well, you got the screenshot at least. But at least I'm back in there. Yeah, I got the screenshot and I'm in so nice. I can see your rolls. So that's good at least. 14. Yep. So the bandit that shot Galeth is not is dead. This bandit is going to. Sh- he's going to shoot at Galeth again. Captain shoots at Galeth. That hits. So he's going to hit Galeth again. So someone else now hit Galeth, which is great. Galeth might die. Ooh. Galeth takes nine points of damage. Bye, Galeth. <laughs> he's still standing, but he's kind of crouched in the woods over there. Um, and then it's his turn, and he's actually, since he's still far enough away, he is going to just hide. <laughs> so he ducks down and tries to hide from the people who are coming straight at him. Rolls right above their passive pe- perception, and that's what I'm going to go off of. So he is now hidden. And now we are back to Haskell. All right. Um, I'm going to shoot the bandit that uh, shot. Give me one okay. sec. Ten. That does not. Does hit. it land near them? I'm going to say you miss them and it goes into the water like ten feet away. <sighs> All right. Well, I... I guess I'll just use my uh, bonus to hide then. Yeah. Okay. Not much else you can do as a range rogue. Um, Next up, you suddenly see two more bandits come out of the tent that Haskell tried to explode. And you see a little bit of smoke coming from that tent now, but it still isn't like flaming up too much. Um, (laughs) They both kind of look around and they don't see anybody except for the people at the bridge. So they head that way. They're not going to make it there in this turn, though. So they're they're going to dash to it and make it, but then they can't do anything. And then the Mastiff, that I've forgotten about till just now, has a better passive perception than all these people, so he actually knows where Galeth is. So he's going to go attack Galeth. He's charging <laughs> at Galeth right now. Um, he gets to Galeth and bites. Tries to bite Galeth. We'll see if that happens. Uh, it does not. He misses. But now Galeth is kind of... Hiding from people, but getting attacked by a dog. Next up is Theron. Okay, um, with his left hand now, Theron is going to shoot his other crossbow. And he's epidextrous, so it doesn't matter that he's... Oh, that's a crit. I'm shooting it at the guy already hit. So I assume that's probably going to kill him. Headshot. Yeah, with the sneak attack damage and, damage. and the crit, oh, I didn't he's going to be I dead. I didn't do my sneak attack damage on any of them. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot to do that last time. Wait, wait. Should I have used back damage the first? No, I didn't. Or the where I shot the, the tent? tent? Yeah. I mean, I guess technically, yes, you should have used it for that. <laughs> Damn it! All right, <laughs> so well, did, too late. I did twenty damage. Nice. Okay, and then get in your turn. It, did I kill yeah, him? So, well, how do you kill that? Yeah, you killed him. You killed him, Theron. How do you? Okay, kill I just him? shot him right in the side of the head. Use your hand crossbow. Hit him in the temple, and he just drops. He goes down in like a splash of water. I think that's three dead. Now. I'm gonna hide too. And then Gideon, your turn. So it's a twenty-six to hide. So yeah, you're hidden. The the two who are attacking 
Galeth. One of them's dead. The other one's still alive. Uh, no, at this point, they're both dead. Okay, so it's just the Mastiff? Yeah, the Mastiff's over at Galeth. There's one at the bridge that's attacked, or two at the bridge that are, no, whoa. There's now four people at the bridge with Thrand. How far are they from Gideon? I, I, he moved his, his maximum of 30 last turn towards the, the two on the bridge. Then they are then they are only 30 feet away. He's going to stow his javelins and draw his warhammer, and he'll move the 30 feet and attack whichever one is at the forefront. Uh, before he does that, I'm going to use a uh, subclass feature uh, bonus action, and that is um, Stoke the Flames. As a bonus action, I can, can imbue one weapon. I'm holding with the power of the Divine Forge for the next minute. Uh, for the duration, it glows a bright orange-white, emitting light in a 10-foot radius and dim light in 10 feet beyond that, and does an additional 1d4 radiant damage on hit. Oh, that's nice. 16. All right, that hits. Okay, the initial damage is a five, 2 plus 3, 5, and then the additional d4 radiant is 2, so a total of 7 damage. Okay. You run up and hit this bandit next to Thrand and kind of staggers them, and they look really bad off at this moment. And then we go to uh, Thrand herself, and she is going to attack the guy in front of her that just attacked her. Or you just attacked because she's going to try to take that guy out. Rolls a nine and misses. And then we're at a couple of these bandits. I'm just going to real quick roll a couple d20s. What's your AC again, Gideon? 18. Okay. These three bandits around you and Thran do not hit worth a damn. Um, And then we're back at the top of the order with Ys. And she gets to sneak attack one of these guys around you. God, she is so fucking overpowered. Um, <laughs> hits one of them, they're dead. Another one gets a loud thunder goes, and then the body goes flying off to the side into the water. And now there's only two in front of you guys. But then after she... Is that the second one that she's dropped, though? Is that right? Yes, that's the second one she's dropped. I, I think after this one, Gideon, <laughs> a very audible, holy shit. <laughs> Like, like, it's just like, whoa, <laughs> that is, that is ridiculous. Um, I love her so much. Uh, okay. And then after East, another bandit comes out of another tent and charges at you, Gideon, and is going to try to hit you. Rolls a math 20 to hit. Mm. That will hit you. They swing their, they come running out at you and swing their great axe. And it just kind of, I'd say it like. It glances, it hits off your armor, so it doesn't cut into you, but it, it definitely takes your breath away for a split second. And then oh. we... <laughs> Finally, let's get to it. And then it is Magog's turn. Um, he's going to green flame blade and attack. Oh no, headphones. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yes. Oh no, but it's not through my headset. Okay, what so this is where you gotta put the uh, elevator music in. Why is this happening? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's uh, what girl from Ipanema or whatever it is that you're yes. supposed to play. Yes, girl from Ipanema. I'm I'm gonna fix it after this. Oh, uh, it fixed itself. God dang it! Uh, 
uh, I have audio from the first session where I, I like went away for 10 minutes because I was taking care of the kids. Mm-hmm. And, and Jackie starts humming in the middle of it. And I saved like the part where she's hum or they're humming. <laughs> and I'm just going to start using that to be like the marker for any time there's like a large break in the. Oh my <laughs> God. Well, and it, it's very anticlimactic because he rolls a six to hit and his turn's over. Oof. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, sorcerers in this world are not very useful. Sorry, Faye. Uh, listen, um, <laughs> she's so she's so wimpy. Thrand really needs to throw some mud, sling some mud Magog's way, because Magog has talked some mad shit up to this point. Yeah, he has. He really has. <laughs> yes. Um, next up is a dead person, so I don't need that on my order anymore. Uh, Galith is going to attack this dog that's biting at him. Rolls a knight. Oh, it, oh man! If he doesn't kill it, it's I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Um, <laughs> still, yeah, he 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 slashes into the mastiff and kills it. It's dead. Um, they only have five hit points. He rolled a three plus three. He got six, so he he overkilled it a little bit. Um, <laughs> but he didn't like being bit at. Not a fan of dogs, a scaleth. Um, it's a shame Gideon was going to do non-lethal damage to all the mastiffs. And now he won't get a chance. Yeah, Gideon wants Gideon wants his pet mastiff. Um, just you wait. No. <laughs> uh, so glad I can cut out this shit. Um, <laughs> Pascal, your turn. Okay. Okay. All of the remnants are on the bridge, right, or near the bridge? Yes, there are three remaining bandits. No, none others have come out of the tents. It seems like it might just be these three left. Okay. Um, you can just sit back and I mean, East has three more bullets in her clip, so <laughs> all right. Well, I'm that's gonna... what we did with the crocodile. Haas <laughs> is gonna move up then and then shoot the closest bandit with, with... make your attack, yeah. roll. and you have advantage because you guys are still hidden. Hell yeah, and you, and you have allies within five feet, too. So Gideon is cackling madly at this point, his eyes alight with the. the flame of battle <laughs> he's saying yes yes it's hopeless for you but fight to your deaths it's how it ends either way that's a uh 21 Jeez. to hit yeah that hits and... Roll your damage and your sneak attack damage all right um we are <laughs> sorry what you laughing about over <laughs> don't, there <laughs> don't worry about it you'll you'll see okay so that's a 20 Damage, twenty damage. Jeez. And then, and then are you gonna detonate? Yep, yep. I am. I'm gonna detonate. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was laughing. Oh, it's a fucking All right. one. Hold on. Oh, it's a five. Oh, five nice. fire damage. And they have to. Uh, to they it. don't make a save. I don't think. I think it's everyone in five feet makes a save. Yeah, the person you shot is dead. You shot the arrow through their face holes. <laughs> um, they're dead, and as they go down, all of a sudden their face explodes in gore and viscera. And I need so much face exploding. I need. Well, I think basically okay. I need Thrand and Gideon to make deck saving throws. I'm so sorry. It's a four. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's a four for Gideon. <laughs> oh, Gideon, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Gideon is cackling madly through everything, <laughs> even even the explosion that hurts him. So, Gideon's 
just gore. <laughs> so this is what's great about that. So the two bandits on either side like dodge away and only take uh, three points of damage because they both saved with like 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was like a 17 and a 19. Um, Gideon takes five points of damage and Thrand takes five points of damage because they both failed on their next <laughs> save. Oh no. Wait, Magog would have to save too, right? Oh, you ran up too? Yeah. yeah so Magog would have to save as well. So you want to do that real quick? Yeah, that's a plus. Oh, he gets a plus one to that. That's lovely. Seven. Oh. <laughs> so your allies all take five points of damage and the, the enemies only take uh, like three each. Uh for the greater good. Uh, Theron, it's your turn. Um, okay. Theron is going to sneak into the tent and reload a crossbow and look around and see what's inside the tent. He would. Okay. Make I'm, re- a... I'm reloading my crossbow too. I'm... <laughs> Make an investigation. He's just like roll. whistling while reloading the crossbow. Yep. Looking around. Guys, um, I'm, I'm still in the fight. Don't worry. My uh, my crossbow is shammed. Yeah, just fixing this real quick. Ooh, nice. So uh, I put a grit grit uh, uh, the word I can't say grit dice with that. So it's a twenty seven. You do that just because you know that a twenty five is like. No, I do it because I do it to like every investigation roll, and I know it makes you mad when I'm in the twenties already and rolling grit dice. <laughs> <laughs> Little column um, A, little column B. Okay, we're I we're not gonna deal with that yet. Okay, I'll see how it is. We're not gonna deal with that. Um, so we're just gonna we're gonna move on with the order. Uh, Gideon, it is your turn. I love making you sigh like that. So, so there's it's just still the one. I mean, still the one in front of me, right? Or uh, multiple, a couple in front of me still. There are two bandits still in front of you. Uh, bodies are surrounding you at this point. <laughs> uh, not just exploding from Issa's gun, but also from Haskell's exploding uh, arrows that they are shooting. Uh, Gideon's going to two-handed swing Dawnbreaker at one of the bandits in front of me. Okay, roll. An 11. It's not going to hit. I didn't figure so. No. Yeah, so that misses. Um, and now we're up to the bandits in the order, right? Sounds right. Or Thrand. Is it Thrand? It's Thrand. So Thrand now attacks one of the bandits. Gets a 13. That does hit. Their AC is 12. Does. We'll say she cuts down one of the bandits in front of. Actually, she uses a whip. I forgot about that. She. That sweet, sweet reach. Yeah, she reaches out and snaps it at one of the bandits, cutting across their throat, and it actually tears open their throat, and the bandit goes down in a heap. And then the bandit left is the one I have as a berserker, actually. So he's just going to attack Gideon again. Uh, rolls a 21, so that's going to hit. Let's see if he can do more damage to you this time than the last time. Come on, sweet, sweet damage. 11 damage. Damage sponge doing his job up there. Not laughing about it so much anymore. He's still cackling, but it's more mad than not now. Uh, and then it is Issa's turn. So let's see her kill this last bandit. Uh, uh, Gideon, real quick, you hear a voice in your head say, sorry, and then... That doesn't sound good. The person in front of you explodes in more viscera and gore, and 
you are just covered in this person's guts uh-huh. as they stand in front of you. <laughs> and we're out of initiative. Pascal's going to go into a tent <laughs> immediately. Too late. I already found it. All right. Hey, there's other tents. Yeah, man. Gideon calls uh, Galeth and the rest of the party together and uses his 10 of his um, 15 lay on hands healing on himself and Galeth healing five each. Galeth nods as he pulls the arrow out of his body. They, they kind of look around and go, that was a lot easier than I was expecting. Uh, was <clears throat> Were our targets amongst those that are scattered on the ground here? I think the whole party was our target. They said a family, and some of these people look pretty related. Pretty I mean, related. As far as I can tell for humans. <laughs> The whole every bandit you saw were, was a human. So and okay, so let's go with the investigation rolls. Haskell, I need you to roll investigation, um, while I close out of a ton of pages so I can get to eighteen. If only you had grit die, so you could. Uh, That's okay. They don't need them. Yeah, they clearly I don't. So I'm about to find like a weapon for Gideon. <laughs> And then go pawn it. Stop guessing stuff before I put it out there. I'm trying uh, trying a new loot generator, so I want to see how this goes, if I like it better or not, since I'm constantly trying to find a good... What the fuck is that? Really? We're not doing that. Um, <laughs> it has a random treasure by CR like the challenge rating. So I put zero to four, like these guys all were zero to four and it gives you 1.3 gold pieces, 13 silver pieces. What? That's it. <laughs> One point for, for each of you. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's, that's not what we're going to do. That's, that's not what we're going to do. With your 20, yeah. your 27 okay, can... investigation, you find less than two gold. <laughs> Good work. Now I can roll on a loot table. And a treasure table. Okay, so maybe I'll increase the CR by a little bit and roll that. So, yeah, that works. That's a little bit better. So, Theron, you find 63 gold in this tent. You find a plus one spear. So just a a magical spear with plus Uh. one to it. (laughs) Did you say 30 gold? Find a... Sorry. Did you say 30 gold? 63, I think I said. Yeah, 63. I like that better. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lot better than 60 than 31. Um, you find a potion of psychic resistance hmm. and orb of direction. What a direction? Orb. O-R-B. While holding like this the, orb. Like the horse? Yeah. Like orb. Is it a horse? horse? You can use an action to determine which way is north. Okay. So it's an orb of being a compass. Yep. And then a scroll of protection from elementals. A squirrel? I heard that too, Jackie. <laughs> scroll. Scroll. A, sc- a scroll? Yes. That's significantly bigger than a scroll or a squirrel. <laughs> scroll. S-C-R-O-L-L. Ah. One of the, it's one of the worst words for me to ever have to say, and it's all the time in fucking d d <laughs> Um, well, this is this is so that's what blowing you, my mind because I haven't understood what you other two have said any of the times. 
Like I feel like everyone has said scroll every single time, but through context, I know that I no said, one has except <laughs> just now. I said scroll like skull, but with an R. I said, like like. Go ahead, Jackie. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I interrupted you. Uh, like like the race in in gotcha. Marvel comics, gotcha. like Super Scroll. Yeah. Jackie, yeah, I believe said squirrel. Okay. squirrel. Yep, squirrel. I intuited that one. Squirrel. But okay, I got all my stiff down. Okay, just gonna say- Jackie. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Oh 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 oh, Theron. One other thing you find: you find two small mastiff pups. For real? Um. Yep. <gasps> okay. I want. Uh, I want to scoop. And, and the, uh, I want to sit down in the tent and put the mastiff pups in my lap, and I'm petting them. Oh, That's what I'm spending okay. the rest of my time doing. Pascal, <laughs> you found forty gold pieces in your tent and a potion of superior healing. That's so sad. We just killed those four mastiff pups, mom. Yep, and then. I mean, it's better than if he would, if he wouldn't have used the grit dice. I was setting the DC at twenty five to find the pups. You wouldn't have found the pups, and they would have just been left at this camp by themselves. Oh, that's even oh. worse. <laughs> we yeah, don't so. know that for sure yet. Uh, the last, so Jackie, you found a potion of superior heal- healing, mm-hmm. forty one gold pieces, and an immovable rod. Oh my goodness! Immovable. <laughs> oh my rod. gosh. And immovable, and immovable. Are you kidding me? I'm so freaking jealous. You want to? You want to plus, plus so one? What is that? It's basically it's a rod, like a six Give foot rod me. that you can lock in place in any position that you want. Oh, I have no idea what I would use that for. But. Um, I want blocking a door, <gasps> climbing. Oh, I want, yeah, I want two of them so that you could make a never-ending ladder. Yep, smart. All right. Um. So I guess we're splitting this bounty and Gideon counts the members of the the party now. Uh, se- seven ways, seven way split. Elith uh, goes. I I don't know about splitting the bounty seven ways. These people just happened upon us. I appreciate yeah, they, the help. We'll, we'll we'll split we'll split my portion, all of us. I mean, if you say yeah. so, that's fine. Pascal's not by them, so it's fine. I was just. I was just gonna say, hey, yeah, we did just join, but who killed more people? Ace. Well, I don't mind yeah. hunting with uh, with, yeah, with, uh, ease, with ease. the kobold. What? That's, <laughs> that that weapon of yours really is something else. Gideon says to Ace. Yeah, she just came down from the tree and walked over, like came over to the island, and she nods, like she she's holding the rifle in front of her. It's it's her size. It is literally as tall as she is. And she nods and goes, yeah, it's it's pretty sweet, isn't it? Uh, we would all be lucky to have somebody like you watching our backs. Yep, you would be. That's true. But my normal fee is a lot more than I think any of you can afford. So I don't I don't mind missing out on this treasure or whatever you call it, this. Uh, the bounty amount. I don't I don't mind if you don't give me any of that. Do we have uh, more tents to explore? Yes, there's one more like closed off tent that you could explore. Okay. Uh, Ther- Theron is still in the tent. You haven't yeah, seen Yeah, I'm him. not going to explore it. I'm playing with the pups. Gideon walks to the tent where Theron is. <laughs> gonna have to go check on him. <laughs> You're like, I-, I know Theron went into a tent over here. That elf's here. gone a long time. Where- what is he doing? Uh, I don't trust him at all. Pascal, uh, roll another investigation check. Maybe I'll give you puppies, too. Puppies! 25! 
Holy That's shit. a net 20, baby. Like, find all the things. Baby. Oh, yeah. Quick question while he's figuring this out. Is an immovable rod, like, collapsible? Or is it just a giant rod? It's. It, I picture it being, like, dildo-sized. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Writing on my character sheet-sized, by the way. Okay. I'm good with that. It can hold up to 8,000 pounds of weight, Jackie. Strong dildo. It's height. 8,000 pounds. God damn. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I like that. Hmm. It's well, unnerving, yeah, a little bit. Okay, so the way my loot generator stuff works is uh, if you roll, like, you know, I, I showed you guys the, the, the way I have the loot rolls for investigation, you know, one through five, six through ten, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you roll a net 20, I go to my privately found Pinterest uh, items and stuff and then roll off of some tables I've made out of my own items that I've found. Mm-hmm. So the one I found, well, first off, you find another 80 gold coins in this tent. Nice. And you're going to find a couple other random stuff like uh, you find. Oh, shit. I don't want to give you those. Why not? You find boots of elven kind. Ooh. What's that? I'm looking them up now. While you wear these boots, your steps make no sound, regardless of the surface you are moving across. You have advantage on stealth checks that rely on... Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Fucking... I don't like this new loot roller that I have. Um, I mean, you rolled a nat 20, so, okay, it makes sense. Um, They look pretty schnifty, too. Group message picture inbound. Thank you, because I was about to look it up. So you have those boots. You have a... Oh my god, what is... Really? You have a... I'm just gonna... I'm not even gonna try to say it. You have a spell, Squirrel. Uh, I'm just gonna call them Squirrels (laughs) from now on. (laughs) That works. Not even... Because I can say say that word a lot easier than Squirrel. Hey. Um, Thanks. It's a fourth level spell. Oh. Summon... Summon Aberration. Summon Aberration? Yes. That's a fun one. And then the final item that I'm giving you right now mm-hmm. is called a Grateful Spirit. And this is from what I've found on Pinterest while looking for D&D stuff constantly. Does it look like a little lizard in a bottle? Maybe. A skeleton lizard? Yeah, it does, actually. Okay. I did find me. it, yeah. This spirit is very old and just glad to have some friendly company. Chat with him once every three days and he will grant you a random gift from the following. 20 gold pieces, a fine set of clothes, a random book, a barrel of ale. But if you get to speak to him for more than one week, he'll disappear forever. Uh (laughs) He's going straight on the belt. God, this thing. Remember, we only play every two weeks, so we're going to have to bust in there midweek, mid-session. Text. Text panels. Yep. Yeah, the, the te- text based adventure, you're gonna. I, I will keep track. God. Oh, he's so dead. So. No. It's not your fault. No one can blame no. you. No <laughs> one can blame you. It isn't your fault. It isn't your fault. His, this, this thing's fate is sealed. <laughs> it's going the same way that the horses. I can't. I can't. Um, Please. Do we yeah, not speak yeah. about the horses? Remember the horses. Remember Susan. Oh, it's going to be worse than Gideon time, doesn't remember any of it. <laughs> Gideon, you walk into a tent. Baron is sitting on the floor playing with two Mastiff puppies. So you hear Gideon approaching. He's 
he's already speaking. Theron, what what have you found? And he lifts the flap and sees what's going on, and he immediately sits like cross legged beside us. Oh my gosh, what do you have there? There you go. Theron dumps the uh, the less cute one in his lap. <laughs> Gideon doesn't see a less cute one. <laughs> oh, look at you! Oh my goodness, he starts just 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 rubbing the puppy down, scratching behind you know between his ears and. Treasure's little tummy. I think Haskell will finally go to the tent that they're in. Gideon's on his back and there's a puppy crawling all over his, his stomach and chest and everything. Haskell laughs. Looks like you're having fun in here. <laughs> oh, look at the look at the little guy. He offers Haskell the puppy in two Aww. hands. Look at the little guy. Look at they, him. They pet Aww. them. Oh, <laughs> uh, here, here you go. Theron's just going to give Haskell his puppy. Stands up and brushes the dog hair off of him. Oh, what a sweet little they're picture. Just, of those little they're guys. just standing there holding yeah. the little puppy. The rest of the group all comes to like the entrance of the tent and are watching you guys play with the. the what, a, what a funny thing to do dude, after killing do, all these do you people. Guys, do you guys need a guard, a guard dog? He gestures it specifically to, to Galeth. I. I, I think you might want to take this card. <laughs> Haskell, Haskell hands the puppy to Galeth. Oh, don't give him that one. Galeth, like, pushes it away and goes, no, no, thank you. The dog licks some of the gore off of, like... Gideon. Yeah, Gideon's <laughs> disgusting. He had a head explode on him. Yeah, Gideon and Tran are, like, completely covered. Uh, Galeth has, like, a little bit from when he killed their mother. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he has their, their mother's blood on him. I like sniff toward him, like, Mom, Mom? These are Mabari Warhounds. They don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So, yeah. Uh, so, I think, you know, I, to expedite the process, I think we wrap things up here and probably trek back to the city. Mm-hmm. You pilfered the stuff. Pascal's like coming, like, holding an armful of magical items <laughs> as they, they walk out of the camp. What are we doing about the dogs? Um, <laughs> uh, I, Gideon was serious. He offered the the bounty hunters one of the Mastiff puppies. Thran looks at Magog because, I mean, we could we could use one. That's We could definitely use one. Gideon is like, I do not want one of those with us at all. No, thank you. What does Magog say? Sounds like he's ultimately putting the decision in your hands there, Brett. It's a lot of power. Uh, yeah, Magog wants the dog. It's in the name. Yeah. It, Magog, my dog. That's, That's my dog. My dog. <laughs> this is my dog. <laughs> yeah, his name is my dog. Two against one. The two senior members against the young new boy. Yeah, we're, we're keeping the dog. Gideon's going to hold on to the other puppy for now. <laughs> for now. I did say at one point you all were going to end up with pets. <laughs> I want my hellhound. Yeah, I know. You want a hellhound. Theron, well, Brett wants a, a feline owl for hit for Theron. Or a pseudo dragon. Or a pseudo dragon. Which is why I gave it to Tom and... Oh, that's true. I, that's why I gave Tom and Tessa feline owl. I know. Um, oh, I, I always <laughs> knew, my friend. Twist the knife a little more. So yeah, you you pack up your stuff, you pack up whatever you can take from this place, um, and you you head back to Durga. It takes you, I mean, it takes you a day to get out of the marshes because it did take mostly most of a day to even get here. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. You get to the edge of the marshes, and oh shit, how did I set that up? 
the little guys, the little water guys. So you get to the edge of the marshlands with all, what is there, seven of you? There's so many of us. Yeah, I think that's right. Plus the puppies. Plus the puppies. Um, Okay. I was like trying to remember how I said you were going to find him again. And you get to the edge of the marshlands and suddenly a you you kind of are just sitting there. The boat that Gideon's group took. I don't. Did you guys have a boat? God, I'm trying to remember all this now. I, I met him by one of the gates, uh, the the east gate. I don't I don't remember. I said they hired a small boat to take them in, so you had to travel by foot. You you find your small boat, Gideon, around the same place that Baron and Haskell and East all stop at to like signal for their boat. Just happened to be like within the same like like sixty feet of each other. And as you guys are pulling out your boat you brought, a creature hops out of the water next to Haskell and Theron and, like, squeaks a little bit. It has black, shining eyes and a tiny black nose. A white fin encircles its neck and has three fins with cream-colored webbing on its head. The fins on the side of its head have ear-like appearances, and then there's one on the very top of its head. Its body is light blue with a dark blue marking down its spiky-ridged spine. They are called. This one is. This is Shemp. Shemp. They're called Curly and Shemp. Hi, um, Curly. Shemp. Shemp. That's right. Oh my God. Curly and Shemp. Haskell's gonna be super excited when they hop out, and they're gonna they're gonna be like, "Look, look!" And they pull. A grateful start talking to him, like, "Hey, like, check this out. This is what I found at the the tents." They're just rambling. They like sniff it and move closer I and like, kind of. Squeak, and then yeah, one of them tries to eat it. No, um, uh, they they end up taking off into the water, and they go to find Mo. And about I don't know, an hour later, Mo comes in with his boat being pushed along by these two curly and Shemp. You guys, the two boats sit like push off and row next to each other, and you head back into the city of Durga. You make it to Warp, and then what do you guys do once you make it back into the city? Bounty hunters and Gideon. I need you guys. I, I'd say yeah. Bath. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You guys want baths? Is that what you're saying? Yes, bath, shower, please. I need new clothes. Gideon's gonna go with the uh, the bounty hunters back to the bounty office and and finish up business there. But uh, getting cleaned up is also on his mind. Theron threw his clothes away. He got a rag and like washed it in the water. Went went <laughs> shopping to buy new ones. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, get in. Gotta replace that outfit. Go to the, the bounty office and they give you... I never said what the bounty was, but I think it was like a whole family group of murderers. So you're gonna get you're gonna get 150 gold pieces. The four of you have... So 600 split four ways is what it is. So they give you 150 gold. Okay, I said, I'd take, a fi- I said I'd take a fifth instead of a fourth, so I'll take 120. Yeah, uh, they 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 give you the 150. Thran gets to you. I'd be dead. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine. You having the full fourth. If you're worth your weight in armor. And I, those hands of yours, something else. There, she winks at you. Uh, Gideon goes oh. back and rolls. Sorry, I'm not there. Slide of hand. Rolls a five. He's trying to sneak the gold into his <laughs> pocket. You the extra, five. Extra no. Gold. All right, so I guess I'm stuck with an extra 30 gold. Yeah, you're stuck with an extra 30 gold. All right. Poor you. 
You did say you'd split it with the rest of your party of, you know, Haskell and Theron, mm. so I'm sure they'd relieve you of some of that. Not necessary. I'm pretty, I'm yeah, pretty <laughs> sure they've already made enough money off the bounty. I mean, they have, but that depends on if they let you know that they made enough money. You did say you'd split it with us. Gideon takes the Theron's extra... Not following up on that. Gideon takes the extra excess 30 from what he said he'd take <laughs> from it and gives them each 15. Oh, Theron... I don't know if I've ever seen so much coin Theron, in my whole life. Are you going to give um, Haskell your clothes to send to Marnie? Uh, yeah, I guess he would. He was on his way to throw them away. Yeah. And uh, if Haskell reminded him that, yeah, he, he would. Yeah, sure, it's a lost cause, but yeah. <sighs> they sigh and say, all right, well, I'll do it anyway. Oh, oh yeah. It's going to be so hard for you, isn't it, to have to ask her for something? They roll their eyes. <laughs> So are we all back at the uh, the inn or the tavern? Yeah, Aaron looks. You so guys nice. are at the three vamps, the three vampires. It? I think it's called. Or I've been three, calling it's it that. The three, it's <laughs> I have it saved. It's the three vampires. I thought th- I've just kind of incepted everyone into calling it three vamps. I thought I had it saved. So Theron's looking all pretty. He's got a new outfit. He's noticed no one has commented on it yet. Uh, his hair is all done up, washed, braided nicely again. <laughs> Looks fine. Yeah. At fine. this point, you guys, you you notice one thing while you're back at the inn, is that Dwight's room is empty and he doesn't seem to be around. Gideon approaches the counter. Excuse me. Um. Um. Our our fourth who is traveling with us his his things appear to have been moved. Did did you see him or did he say anything before he left? He just paid his rent and checked out. Well, never could tell what that one was thinking. Weird that he paid. I'm suspicious. <laughs> Just what I was well, thinking. Well, we had some money missing from the tiller after that. A little bit more than he paid. So. <laughs> I think just in a chorus, we all three go, uh... <laughs> It is the three vampires, not three vamps. But yes, okay. Uh, Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. So I think we've been just distracted enough there. There and I, I won't beat around the bush any, any longer. I, I do intend to find Brax and, and see this matter that you have with him settled. I would, I would like to begin to take steps pursuing that, but I do this in your stead. So if you would rather not, then I understand. What do you mean if I'd rather not? I'm I'm inserting myself into your business. You are a private person. I don't think you care much for me. I just, this is my intention, and I thought you should be aware of it. Um, remember that night you sat down and, uh, made all these promises to yourself? I seem to recall you not listening to me either time that, that, that I made those vows, but, no, that was, that was above table talk, but, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I, I do. So, you said something about helping your allies or something in it, as I recall. Um, yes, I am. Let's see. I, I am. Um, I'm, I'm to offer relief to the suffering by standing among them. Um, in many ways, I, I find that applicable to this this situation. Did, did I lose everybody? Yeah, you I'm didn't here. Lose me. <laughs> I was waiting for Brett. Brett. We lost Brett. We lost Brett. His mic probably stopped working or something. <laughs> Good timing, <laughs> Brett. Um, 
I'm sure we didn't intend for that combat to take basically all of our time today, I, but I kind of uh anytime I plan for there like there is gonna be combat in the session, I definitely plan for it to be the whole session. If we get anything extra on top of it, mm-hmm. I'm good with like I mean, we definitely com- we definitely need some more practice in, in combat anyway for uh the yeah. sake of the flow and, and getting to learn yeah. our characters, but Yeah. I if there wouldn't have been all the NPC like you saving Thran was like, all right, well, that's another NPC I still have to use. Uh, I'm so sorry. You should have let that fucking but, die. <laughs> uh, there was just so many people in that fight that it made it hard for me, and I should have done like more of a like a, a mass group with the bandits rather than trying to do everything individually. So that's something I'm trying to work through is figuring out how the best way to do any sort of fight where it's not just like, one-on-one, one-on-one type thing. The only way to do, to do that is by uh, repetition mm-hmm. through practice. Yep, that's right. And the the I felt like we were doing fine until the app crashed on me. That really threw me off because I had everything on there all yeah. set and ready to go. That wasn't too good. Right. My, yeah. my headset messed up during that, and uh, I, I think I might have missed a big chunk. Gideon sang back. Yeah. <laughs> and then was that just like quiet for a long time? Yes. Cool. Yes. Cool, cool, we cool. all sat here in quiet in silence for, for like 30 well, I seconds. Sat in like, silence for like 30 right. seconds, like, why is he not responding? Why is he not responding? <laughs> and then I realized my headset wasn't working. And I came back in and y'all were talking about the rand. Uh, what, what was the last thing? Did, were you waiting for a response about my comment about? The, the oaths I've taken. Yeah, and then I said something like, uh, like how much of that was real and how much of it was bullshit. <clears throat> I, I don't posture for the sake of, of posturing, Theron. If, if I said it, then I intended Why? I led a long campaign as a soldier. I feel I've taken more than I've given up to this point in my life. I am at a point in my life where... I get to make that choice for myself, and I choose to give. Um, well, you really want to help. Well, I, I see no reason to turn you away. Right, Haskell? Yeah. Well, I'm, um, <clears throat> I, I, obviously I'm not much for uh, the, the, the quiet work that the two of you do. I'm not very well suited for, but, well, count me in for any loud work that you need done. Those are probably less common, I, um, but I do actually have one condition for you joining our merry little band. Gideon size. I get to name the dog. <laughs> eh. mm. You, you, and you and Haskell get to name get to name my dog. That's my counter proposal. Uh, Theron holds out a hand. Deal. Gideon takes it and shakes uh, it. Haskell puts their hand on top of their handshake. I'm going to name it Saivasha. <laughs> it means beautiful meadow in my tongue. Gideon wants to roll inside. <laughs> I roll am also going to roll, roll insight. Can I roll? Can I There's roll insight with uh, advantage? Because because you've heard me say it. Yes, <laughs> multiple so. times. I would definitely roll with advantage. Can I roll deception? I guess is what I'm rolling to contest this. Yeah, go ahead. So nineteen. I got a one with my grit. Ah. Oh shit! I got a sixteen. So I guess we will leave you. <laughs> <laughs> Any names uh, about as good as another's, I, I guess, as far as I'm concerned. Oh my god. We'll, uh, we'll, so, we'll, keep, we'll keep workshopping it. I, I haven't landed on anything solid yet. 
Theron starts backing at it. Okay. Seeing the aftermath it could create (laughs) of yelling that in the streets. Well, as we've uh, kind of set, um, Vindowin has different swear words for their elves than um, Kelstar. So, oh god, we'll see. All right, so let's let's wrap this up. Um, I we're gonna do something we haven't done since like the second session because, of course, I forgot about it. Hmm. Which is the end of session questions. Okay. I just want to see how. Like, I completely forgot about this until the last. I think the end of the last session. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. I like doing. Um. Those. Uh. All right. So first question is, what is something cool that you did? So we can just go in. Why don't we just go alphabetical from uh, player order char- uh, character? So it would be last for last, baby. Gideon, Haskell, mm-hmm. Theron. So Gideon, what is something cool that you did? Um, like played with a puppy, but um, it doesn't have to be like super cool. It can be whatever you think is the coolest. So I'm good with that. Yeah, we could all think uh, it, it was really Gideon, Gideon's whole demeanor during during the combat. Uh, there's still very much a side of him that 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 enjoys that gets you know the thrill in him whenever he's in combat and uh it, it was fun to get to display that kind of manic side of him again jackie what is something cool that you did i cuffed gideon in gore and he laughed that is yeah yeah exploding the guy's head is pretty <laughs> great theron uh I, I guess the cool thing i did this session was convince my party that a really bad curse is is a pretty dog name because Saivasha is so motherfucker, motherfucker right? or is so it beautiful. It's motherfucker. Oh, Elvin is Elvish fucker. is such a pretty language. Motherfucker. <laughs> it's used okay. interchangeably for that. Uh, what is something cool someone else did? I mean, he just destroyed yeah, on, so many people from man. so far away. Uh, I, I mean, I got to go first, so y'all can kind of suck it, I guess. It could be that, agreed yeah. that it's all the same thing. I mean, East isn't even East isn't even technically but a player. Still, but still, that yeah, that honestly is the best. Like, because yeah. I mean, yeah, one shot kills. Come on. Yeah, I'm gonna have to change something about her if she's gonna be involved more <laughs> in the actual yeah. audio shit. Because it might be a little too op <laughs> for the type of fights you guys have. Because all she does is set up and shoot mm-hmm. things from a distance. It's like we couldn't possibly lose if we have her with us. Yeah. You agree with all that, Brett? Or do you have something else? No, that was basically mine. Uh, <laughs> I also liked when Gal killed a bad guy and her, or their, sorry, arrow exploded and hurt party members. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody got hurt, but the party members got hurt. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what was your favorite part? Well, that's kind of covered by something cool, yeah. I feel like. Favorite part of the session? Um, I think my favorite part of the session was... Galeth taking out that mastiff so that we didn't have to sweat over <laughs> over what was going on <laughs> off in that section of the woods. Yeah. Also, you didn't want to kill that mastiff. It would have made things more confusing when we found the puppies. Mm. Yeah. Um, what could have gone better? And this doesn't I mean, have I... to be in character either. It can be just the session overall. So, um... so I'm allowing you to say that you know my DM style oh. could be better, but. Yeah, yeah, I could have DM'd it. That would have helped. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I I thought I thought it went really well. I mean, it was a, it was a single combat. Uh, I I don't 
I get, you could you could have thrown a curveball or two at us. I mean, I feel like we had a pretty decent plan for how we were going to attack it. Um, uh, you know, kind of come at them from all angles and mm-hmm. keep them guessing and, and really put them on the backfield from the beginning. But uh, I, I was concerned that there'd be like explosives or something in a tent um, that that would just make all of our lives more difficult. Um, you know, I, I guess I could have not had to have dodged explosives or attempted to dodge explosives in the middle of all of that, but that's not at all a means of trying to discourage Jackie, you from using explosives whenever you damn well please, because uh, Carson felt much the same as Gideon in that moment and just yeah. laughing about it. So originally I had planned on one of the tents being a, basically a meth lab. So yeah, it would have possibly exploded with Jackie's exploding. Oh my gosh. Uh, but they, they rolled such bad damage that I was like, well, I don't think it would make sense for this explosion of one damage to do actually anything. Here I was thinking you were trying to be sensitive to us Georgians down here who might have a meth lab a couple of houses (laughs) down the street. Or in their shed. The other thing was actually I originally also planned for that crocodile for Haskell and Theron that they fought to possibly come back with buddies and that was going to happen. Oh my god. But because of all the 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 app failing and everything else. And it was already so much. I was like, ah, I don't want to have to throw more people into the initiative than I already have. That would have been really cool, but also so, it would have been really fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It would have been terrible, but it would have been great. I got to get rid of East at some point, just so I can a little bit easier deal with you. I made East a little too well. I think um, East, um, but East is going out on all of our uh, heist because she can sit back and just give us tips. Well, she's yeah. good in that way too. Well, she's only there for your. Oh, jeez. Hi, buddy. Oh, he just appeared oh. standing behind me. That's not creepy at all. That's why. That's why I could okay? never have kids. They would scare me, and I would slap them. <laughs> Boston told me this morning that she woke up last night and was going to come downstairs to sleep with me, and then she says, mm-hmm. "I fell, but I fell asleep, and I just woke up at the top of the stairs." Oh my goodness. Jeez. Oh, yeah, she told me that at like 7 a.m. this morning. So I was like, oh my god, how long did you sleep in the floor at the top of the stairs? Because <laughs> if it was dark outside, she would have said night. Yeah, so it could have been like yep. 10 minutes that she slept there. Or it could have been like four hours. Oh my <clears> goodness. <throat> All right, well, I got to get my kid to bed. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to run off of here. I'm going to try to run down the road before they stop selling beer. All righty. For tonight's episode of Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons, our intro and outro music was provided by Parker, another player of ours. As always, our players are Carson, who plays Gideon, our paladin, Brett, who plays Theron, our rogue, Jackie, who plays Haskell, our better rogue, and I'm Orion, the DM. Catch you next time.